welcome back, folks, to your favorite rap podcast. It's going to be their favorite after the day. I hope so. But uh, normally I say probably not, but it probably will be. And I'm, of course, one of your co-hosts, K Pricks. You can find me everywhere at K Pricks. I'm joined always by my racially ambiguous curly-haired brother. Hi, Max Cambria here. Max underscore Cambria on Twitter and Instagram. It's not my snap. Y'all know why. And <laughs> this is Unwrapped, a podcast where we go into a lot of things. Local uh, local music. We're based out of Buffalo. It's a lot of local rappers, uh, local fashion. Um, you can find us everywhere at Unwrap Podcast, that's on uh, Apple Music or Apple iTunes and uh, Spotify and all the other major ones. We'll get into this at the end, though. With us today is Buffalo Icon, really, at this point. <laughs> local legend. Legend by the Buffalo local uh, standards here. The big homie. Why don't you uh, introduce yourself? Um, I go by the name of Billy Esco, uh, Uptown Chase, Busy V. Yeah, what's up, guys? Not much welcome, today. welcome, man. Thank you. So let's just let's just get Come into on, it. So you uh, you're it. known for being Mr. Esco. Fuck your dress code. How did that start? Where is that from? Yo, you know what's funny? I'm going live too. Like fuck it, fuck um, it. Okay, let's. Yeah, we let's gonna get go. It. Can we like set this up? Yeah, somewhere? Um, I actually might have a. Do we got a place we can set this up? Maybe. Hold on. Hold on, K. Keep it cracking. Hold yeah. on. Yeah, we going live in this shit. But um, it's funny because like I went out the other day to like support a homie's birthday, and um, I had on some Gucci linen like pants, and they they was telling me they was like track pants, and they won't let me in the club, and I'm like, what the fuck? Even to this day, y'all won't let me in the fucking club. You feel me? So uh, I kind of want to get at least you one get of y'all. Every, yeah. At uh, least one of y'all here so I don't just look do like think? I'm just angle? in the crib Yo, talking to myself. this way. So you this both, oh, you're yeah, both yeah. closer together no, no, anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Facts, facts, facts. Yeah, dude. Feel me? All right, bet. So um, oh. it just basically started from, like, going to places and they kind of discriminating against, like, us um, based on clothing. And stuff like that. And it was just to a point where it's like, dude, do you really care about this dress? And y'all right. can't dress. This is facts. This, this y'all is can't factual. dress. So how are y'all telling me? The bouncers. This was, was the dress and the club owners. You know, the bouncers just enforcing things. But it's the club owners that see this. And they're like older white men that have a different perspective. You know what I mean? Right. So it's just like, I understand. But, bro, it's money. Like it's money. Well, that's a big thing because they're missing out on a lot of the money if they're <coughs> preventing this. This like nine times out of eight times out of ten, if a, if a dude come to the club with sweatpants, he got money in it to spend. Right. Because now I'm comfortable. Now I'm about to spend. You won't let me in the club with my sweatpants, so now I'm. You feel me? Well, worry. a lot of them. No. Too. They just don't get that. That's that. That's what people wear these days. Like that's what the youth is into. Like they yeah, just don't get that. They just don't. They out of touch. So yeah, fuck your dress code. Let's fuck your dress code. Yeah. Which I find funny that this is that uh, the documentary. We also there's a documentary yeah. done by um, Xavier Kyle and Alex, who shout was Creative Connect. Him. Yeah, yeah. Shout out um, where Tim Walton does that interview, and he made himself look like an idiot. Yo, I see. <laughs> so it was like, all right, Ben. I didn't want to say it first. But a smart person can just read between the lines. Oh my gosh, that dude looked like an idiot. It was just, it was so bad. Um, 
And, uh, you know, so it is what it is. And that's something we already know, but it's like, all right, well, it's out the horse's mouth now. So it is what it is, and we know what it is. It's just like, right. You I know. mean, it helps. It helps. I mean, we we're it's awareness. It's awareness. It's, it's weird it's because awareness. you think they would change it by now, but it's still like, and it's they try to make it where it's like not aimed towards black males, but at the same time, you you know what it boxes, is, bro. Yeah, yeah. So they, they can get away with it. See, they don't have to because their core demographic isn't hip hop. Yeah, and they can nah. make they, they can understand make, yeah. they can make money without hip hop. But the thing about it is. You would make so much more. more. They, they had like the the one hip hop show. I don't know who they had. I don't even uh, like not like someone from like C or B list. Maybe it was a DJ. I can't remember. But everybody went <laughs> to that show. It was somebody famous, like not super famous at, uh, though. At, at venue. venue, didn't they have um, a DJ? Oh, yeah. Or was it Waka Flocka or something? They had like that? they had Waka Flocka one like, time. Yeah, everybody right, went like, to that. Like everybody yeah, went to that. You stuff. have, but and that's like, so and then they'll have like Fat Joe and people like as oh, a, yeah, as an after Joe, party yo, yeah. and like I don't. How do you let those rappers in? But you're not gonna let know, their fan base in with the same thing. Right. Like that that shit doesn't make and sense. And they probably to me. made bank on those nights because people went. They made bank. Trust when they come because they gotta give them back. Yeah. So they definitely. But, you know, it's, like, to the point where it's, like, why do we... It's, like, instead of just for... Like, all right, it's one thing to bring awareness. It's another thing, like, all right, we're going to have to get our own shit. And right. we keep saying that, but then we're going to have to make it happen. Instead of, like, forcing our money on them, it's, like, all right, they don't want it. Right. Let's, let's just do fuck it. Fuck it. Let's do it ourselves. So Whoever opens that first venue is going to make money, man. Ooh, That's going to be crazy. It's going to be big, bro. But, yeah, so it's, like, until then... You know, it's what they dress code. Right. Yeah. Right. Just don't go. So my my next question is, so you're you're the big homie, but a lot of people might not know this story. So how did you get started rapping and, and where would you pinpoint your influences? Man, I right, so that shit is like a long thing, mm-hmm. but to try to like, you know, condense it. I started rapping when I was fifteen. Um, you feel me? So this is like oh five. Feel me? I started rapping then. And um my cousin Camouflage Monk. That's like my first cousin. Um I met him uh at this at my uh my aunt's funeral. Like my aunt had passed away and then at the same week, like that's when I started making music. Mm. Um I had recorded before then, but it was like bullshit. And it's funny because at the time, like, this is when like mixtape rap was out right. and I was listening to Mad Buffalo artists like D Black rest in peace like Benny like Conway when he was canon and like a bunch of other people from like different hoods that was making like uh damn uh what is the it's this nigga named Hoochie Cracker he used to make yo straight up like crazy yo he used to it's like our culture goes so deep so it's like it really started back then and then um when I met uh Monk um he took me to the studio, and that same day, he took me to the studio. He showed me 23isback.com. So that was, like, the first website okay. of, like, how you found out releases. Right. So <clears throat> during high school and stuff, like, we was making music, and I was playing football and, like, basketball, but I stopped playing football to really, like, make music. So at the time, like, my mom was, like, helping us do it because, like, when she found out we making music, she offered to like buy us a studio, and really? I'm like, yeah, wow. facts. I'm like, dude, I'm That's like, crazy. yeah, facts. My mom is like, she was very helpful. Like, if you know me personally, like, you know how my mom, like, back in the day, like, she was that. Like, my house was like the house that all the kids 
kids to come to and like play basketball or like sleepovers, like snack, how like anything like that. So it was like always kind of like a culture around me. You feel me for whatever reason, but I was just always chill with it. Like I just was there. So um, you know, making music throughout high school and like we put out videos and shit and like so we just popping with with that during then and like. Then I want to say, oh, wait, that's when, like, I started really getting into the sneakers because that was first. Like, music came first, but then the passion for sneakers really came. You feel me? So, like, oh, wait, during high school, like, we was going hard. Like, I'm talking about the first. You know how, like, you come to school and it's three days in the first week? The first three days, yeah. And then it's, like, the first two weeks. So we had this shit. Me and my homie, uh, he made music, too. His name Money Mizark. He a Buffalo rapper too. And um he uh we used to have this shit called Exclusive Jays Week where like whoever went the longest without wearing the same sneaker will win. Like it's just Oh, that's like, crazy. It's just like bragging rights. <laughs> yeah, it's just like bragging rights. Cause like at that time, like during that time in Buffalo, just period, it was a lot of money going on from the streets and then like people's parents had like Jordans and shit was cheaper, and then people, parents used to work at all these factories and stuff, so it was a lot of more money going on. Like, it was mad money going on, because all the kids, like, it was a lot of kids that was struggling, but then it was a lot of kids that was stunting. Like, as little kids, like, these kids was, like, flexing. So, like, jury... like, we, fronts, like, gold teeth, like, I caught my first (laughs) pair of gold teeth, like, in 06 like really right when <laughs> nelly came out with that song grills because like i was a big nelly fan mm. and when he came out with that song it was so religious to me that i couldn't listen to the song without having grills that's just sound crazy now but it's like or like when bathing ace came out soldier boy yeah. job, i got me some bathing ace like i played it so much i'm like i gotta get some babes to the point where i didn't listen to the song until i caught my first pair of babes yeah, and crazy. like so at the time it was like I don't know we was just it we were kids so like we really didn't know how oh, at an abundance it was yeah mm-hmm. and at the same time like we in the middle of the hood it's the middle of like real street shit going on around us so it was like that was our reality but then like we were just interested in like a little bit different like fashion really took me outside of like everything in the hood like it always kept me like you feel me the first time i seen products was like oh seven and i'm like yo i gotta get some products <laughs> i got my senior year of high school i came with some products and like and like dre cash he went to my high school and like he was in a gray uh below me and he came with the gucci's so it was like we was the only kids oh, in school That's like a flex yeah like That's we was, yo flex. we was flex at Lafayette too like crazy as hell because it's like a hood ass yeah. school like we on the That's news crazy. for like fucking violence and like That's wild crazy. shit but then like we busting out like trues and go- like all that so you know just my interest in fashion kept me going and then like after I got out of high school that's when me and uh my homie Skis Jay Skis. Um, he lived around the corner from me. So like we always lived uptown and Monk lived down the way, which is thirty one. Mm. So he lived like a total different so even that, like being an uptown kid going downtown, like that was like breaking the rules kinda like you feel me? But it was like 
it was a crazy experience at first, but then they like took me in. So it yeah. was like a second family and I got to see different shit that I didn't see uptown. So from there it was like started making music and then oh nine come and like the year before, that's when I found out about currency. And like that changed my life forever. Cause before I was weighing everything. Like yeah. I was weighing to the core. I feel like a lot of people yeah. were like I yeah. was that was his hot run. Though. Oh my like, god. Bro. Like yeah. on my on my wall in my crib, it's a busy F baby. Like that okay. was my like everything. And then um yeah, I found Monk put me on the currency and I changed everything. And that like between him and Ye, but Ye was later, but um Currency was just like wow. I could talk about sneakers and like he was naming like True Blue Threes and like uh, you know Morgan Mindy SBs and like just shit that I was looking at. And I was interested. In. I was like, damn, this is the first rapper that's like talking about my interests in depth. And I'm like, I don't gotta rap about guns and all this other shit no more. So I did that, and then um, I list after that. That's when shit changed, and then that's when we found it first class. Me, my cousin Kanye, not like Kanye, yes, yeah. but mm -hmm. I got a cousin named Kanye. Shout out to him, great juice. He another like legend. You feel me? And um, yeah, me, him, and Jay Skis. Like it was a fresh crew at first. Like it was just a crew of kids. Like we had some shit called Beta Fresh. And like it was another crew called Sigma Fly, and like they was before us. Yeah. And then like they kind of like fronted on us, and then we started our own shit. And then from there, that's when like the sneaker war in Buffalo, like oh, sneakers yeah. was crazy. This is like how Trish was talking about right. like, Pounce. Yeah. So it was like <laughs> me and Pounce, like everybody know Pounce because Pounce kept it going, and Pounce was like the face of it. But it was, like, me and Pounce that really started, like, I can honestly say, like, we started the sneaker shit in Buffalo. Because, like, before then, it wasn't no trade community. And, like, it was just, like, your friends you might trade with. But, like, when it was, like, great fives, it was, like, two pair great fives in the city. Them both came from me. Then it was like, you feel me? Or it was like, uh, when it was like one pair of olive nines, like size nine and a half. Like, that was mine. Like, Shit. it was like South Beaches, the first pair of South Beaches that Pounce had. Them came from me. Like, really? Yeah. Oh, like, shit. You feel me? So it was like, literally, was me and him going back. Because me and him met, like, MySpace days. And he had all the clothes, like the trues. Yeah. And I had kicks. And then, like, we started trading. And then, like, from there, he met, like, a couple people. Then it grew. And then, like, even Bobby, like, my homie put on Bobby. Like, my Bobby was getting all the kicks from my homie. And then Bobby started learning the game. And then he really took that shit to the next level, like, and kept going. So it was like, but at the time, like, we didn't know what yeah. he was really doing. Like, we just wanted shit that he might have had, that, you feel me, or vice versa. And it was like, it grew to, like, damn. I see how much the sneaker culture is getting bigger just amongst, like, the sneaker culture. Because yeah. it wasn't, like, a big thing. It was, like, only big to the people who cared. So, like, that was, like, we was going hard for that. Like, we was really going hard for, like, getting into fights and shit. Like, really? Yeah, like, we was really going hard, like, about... <clears throat> 
who was like fly. Like oh, shit. Yeah, like it was <laughs> it was it got to a point where it's crazy and it's funny to look back like, damn, this shit is wild now. Nah. And then like, you know, how it is now where like kids got style here. Like yeah. you know, like Tris, like and fucking wasabi and like y'all like it's so many generations of like kids that like baba and them like different kids that just like damn or like fucking fade away like everybody got different (laughs) styles and it's like it kind of trickled down from like what you know what we was doing and um like i said at the same time the music was buzzing so once the sneaker shit got into like all right we in college now yeah. So it's like, all right, we've been fly. Now it's another level because now it's like city kids, like city kids going to college and like they didn't fuck with us at the time. So it wasn't like how people like, it's a split between Buffalo and New York because before New York kids just was shit on Buffalo. Like I'm here for school, nothing else. Like y'all whack, like y'all can't dress, nothing. Yeah. So we in the clubs like going hard, like against these niggas because it's like, Bro, y'all not about to just come here and just flex on us. Like, yeah. we can style too. Like, y'all wearing Gucci? I bet. So, we going Prada. Like, you feel <laughs> me? Crazy. We going heavy Prada. Like, we going Polo. We going, you know, shit like that. Like, we going foams. Like, everybody wearing this. All right, we all come 10 deep to the club, all foams. Now, like, is it true that you owned at one point 40 pair of foams or over like 40? Just said this last though. episode. He said 40 pairs. Not, like, what? Okay, no, no. Not 40 <laughs> pair of foams, but I had pretty much every phone into, like, okay, pre Big Bang phone. Yeah. That uh whatever the, the shit with the galaxy on it, whatever yeah, that shit is. Oh, so yeah. pre that, you know, when it started getting to the weird colors like the slime green and all that, I didn't do that. But like the original phones, yeah, like the Duncans, the Pennies, the Pros, yeah, cause my like my older brother, Fly, he like was the one I was like, that's the like I'm the OG. That's the O. That's the triple OG. That's who I was getting on my heat from, and he had everything. And like at a time where I didn't want phones, I'm like these just is ugly. And he like, dude, just take them and just like wear them, and you'll see later. Yeah. And then it come out like, you know, I was having shit. So yeah, it's a video. Like he said, it's a video out. Um, and this kind of tie into the story. So at that time. My my music name, because my name is Busy. Like, yeah. that's my, you feel me, street name, family name, all that. So, at the time, like, I was making music under Chase De Niro. So, this is where Uptown Chase come from. Mm. So, it was Chase De Niro. And then, like, from 2010 to 12, if you YouTube Chase De Niro, it's mad shit under there. Like, it's mad videos and stuff. And then, after that, that's when I dropped the B word, and that's when it became... Uh, Billy Esco, you feel me? So, uh, yeah, it was just like doing that shit, you feel me? We had this shit called Ocho, and that was like the first run of like, I don't even know, like how we on this run now, and you see like yeah. the moves we making and shit, like, all right, so we did it with this, so I got a group called First Class, it's like yeah. a collective, which y'all know about. So, with that collective is me, Mitch Arizona, um, Camouflage Monk, who was at the time G5GI, um, and Brasco, who no longer raps. 
So it was us, and we was making music just, like, at the crib. Like, it was, like, how the Freak the Mighty House is or, like, yeah. how the Slime Shack is. It was like that. So, it and literally, like, y'all remember the first Slime Shack? Yes. So it's literally <laughs> right next door. Oh, like really? 85, Mary Max. So it was like, bro, that house was crazy. Like, that house was fucking crazy. And it's it's like, you feel me? I'm 28. Yeah. So it's like anybody that's, like, that age knows about that era. Like, you feel me? Yeah. That era of, like, yo, we was turnt shit. But the crazy thing about it was it wasn't no music scene outside of, like, four main music groups. And it was no, like... It was a glass ceiling. So, like, we, yeah, we had a song on the radio about fucking four locos. <laughs> like, we had a song called fucking, like, locos, because when they first started selling them, like, we was the first people on them, and we used to throw parties and pass out locos, and we get drunk as fuck. So, wait, what you're telling me, pause, pause. Stop, yes, bro. Stop. I'm the reason what why you're I telling like, me, yes. you're the reason why yes. all these people in Buffalo, there's like a mini subculture yeah. of people who love locos. Yes, bro. You know how far that reaches? Yes, there's bro. There's people in high school doing yes, that shit bro. still. I promise you. That's like, crazy to me. Because it was a point where they didn't sell them, because, like, all right, Mitch, Arizona is the reason why we found out about locals. That's crazy. He went to school in Tiffin, Ohio. So that's oh, where they okay. sold him at. Because we had like Tillys, them 211s, them weird yeah. like 40s yeah. and shit. Like yeah. my homie lad would drink 240s. Yeah, like, weird, like $2 yeah. and 75 That's when we cents. was like yeah. 18, 19. So we are finding out how to get fucked right. up. So it's like... You know, I'm barely smoking weed. Like, we only smoking weed in, like, eight-man ciphers. And this is early. This is pre-Wiz. So this is, like, okay, so just a, you, the same way, like, Wiz and all these yeah. people. This is in the same era of that. Yeah. So, yeah, like, the, the fucking Four local shit. And he brought them back. We got drunk because we used to buy liquor, like, New Amsterdam. Yeah. Oh, we used okay, to yeah. buy, so we spend money on liquor. And we, like, dude, these uh, locals are so cheap, like. Right. We getting fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> and mind you, this is before they changed the ingredients. Know. Right. So this is the real. This like, is the original. Yeah, like you drink for yeah, your death. Four cups of coffee. Oh, yeah, you can't make it past two. Like we found that out. It says <laughs> it on the back of the bottle. That's crazy. And my boy, we had a part. So look. It's slowly poisoned. Most so it's, of suburban, yeah, suburban buffalo is just pretty shot. Much, pretty much. So like pretty much what happened was. We had a we was drinking them like as friends. Right. Yeah. Then we had a party on 420. And like, cause my man's birthday is on 420. Yeah. Do a party at this house on Mary Mac, similar to how um, the last Slime Shack was when we all performed. It was yeah. like that, but it was just us. Do this big ass party. Shit is on YouTube, and it's like, <laughs> shit is all on YouTube. That's what's missing from parties, yeah, man. Shit, no one put shit, shit is on, shit on YouTube. YouTube. Like, I'll oh, show you after this, and it's like, bam. So it was mad fucking people there, and we all, everybody was drunk off locos. So That's after crazy. that, the word just was spreading. Like about these locals and shit. And then that's when stores start stocking them and shit. Mm. And then um, the song was on the radio. And like we was doing shows for like fucking. We opened up for like uh, Chip the Ripper. He came here. Oh, wow. Fucking 2 Chains when he first was on like the duffel bag shit. Oh, shit. I would have loved 2 Chains era. Who else? And that was like Titty Boy 2 Chains. Yeah, I was about to say. That was like Cody and Cowboys when he was on his True Religion campaign. Um... Man, we did the House of Blues in Cleveland, but like, oh, shit. it was Jay Skis that was the head of the like. He was the front runner. Like, he was the like, he's the best lyricist to me. Mm. Like, hands down. And like, 
he, I was just the like hype man, second man. I was just the creative in the back. Like I would put together the albums. Sure, yeah. I would do the covers and like do all the little creative touches on the side. And then he would he would be the best rapper, so he would carry the group. So all this shit was coming from his like prosperity. So then like I want to say 2011, we put out Mad Projects. 2012, this is like only Twitter era, so we yeah. don't really know what right. to do with it. You feel me? And Buffalo is like on no one's radar. Right. So it's like, we don't really know what to do. This is like pre-South by Southwest. This is like this little weird-ass pocket. You feel me? Like, remember they said that world was about to end? Yeah. In 2012 yeah. and shit yeah. like that. So yeah. it was just like a weird two years. So, man, I dropped the B-word in 2012, and then, like, I stopped making music. So from 2012 to 2014, I ain't put out no music. Mm. So that's when I was going to school. Mm-hmm. So then it's like going to school, studying fashion, studying art history. And then like going to school full time was crazy as yeah. fuck. Cause I was taking like six classes, mad random ass classes, like fucking ancient philosophy. That's I right. Took, they make you, yeah, they make you take it all now. I took, nah, nah, you know what? That was by choice because oh, I really? didn't want to take like literature and shit. Oh, yeah. yeah, I guess so that's like, actually pretty yeah, This might be interesting. And I'm like, oh my God, it's so much work. Yeah. You know, but it taught me a lot. You know, I took like Zen Buddhism. I took oh, Chinese nice. for like two years. Okay. So it was just like mad <laughs> random ass. Like, so do you think those classes influence your current music? Facts. Absolutely. Only the thought though. Yeah. You feel me? I haven't like tapped into the actual pinning it but i do have a project that's like centered around that whole time oh. and that's what comes i like it because it all the questions come into the segue yeah. so it's perfect yeah so it's like bam that whole little time i was just learning myself change like my name and like everything so that's where billy esco comes about so then 2014 i put out this project called avant-garde mm-hmm. and like this was like like at the time like this was like the pinnacle like this mm. is like when I re-release it, I hope that like it resonates the same way it would have then. Cause like if this shit like predate everything, like it's the first like West Side Gun track or feature. And where did you? How did you release this back then? What did you put it on? Or did you Man, just make hard copies? So I hard copies, but then it was like live mixtapes. Right. Piff. I had like a website, but that was the thing. That's crazy. It was like the, that was the blog era. Yeah, that was like heavy blog era, and we didn't have a lot of blog presence. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. We didn't know a lot of like we didn't know how to get on the blogs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it was funny because my cousin Monk, he had like viral success on the internet early. You know, he had like little fucking. It's weird because it's like we just predated a mm-hmm. lot of things. Like he had like these little internet shows oh, and wow. like all this shit. So he did a mixtape with Stevie Johnson, the over, uh, the wide receiver from what? Yeah. Facts. Stevie, I the homie. I didn't know that. Shout out I to Stevie. Know that. Facts, bro. <laughs> yeah, shit. Shit crazy, bro. Like it's a lot if of I, shit. If I see Stevie, cause people yeah. see him all the time. If yeah. I see him, I'll be like, yo, where's your mixtape at? What do you like facts. run? Bro, <laughs> bro, that, yo, Stevie Johnson made a mixtape dropped. It was like, Kind of, it was like little. It had a little success and shit, and it was him and Monk. It's called Why So Serious, and um, was this yeah. before the Dark Knight? The this movie? is right around that time. Oh, good. This all right, so right it's all painting the perfect picture. That's for you right now. around that time and shit. So it was like around when he was buzzing, and this yeah, that's fact, crazy, yo. Fact. So he did. So he had like he figured it out, but we couldn't figure out, and we just pushing as a group. So. When I did uh, Avant Garde, that was my first yeah. time as a solo artist, really as a solo artist. 
And um, like I said, Wes, um, Wes was on there. I had Truly V on there um, with a song called Art Money. Um, this shit was fully produced by Mitch Arizona. And that shit was like, dog, it was, that album was crazy. So what happened was I put it out and I had mixed it because I used to mix my own music. Mm -hmm. We used to do everything in-house. And at the time, like I was mixing, I was going fucking like every night, like no sleep. Just Ooh. me and OG Soul. Dedication. Just like, I'm talking about just me, OG Soul. I'll go see my girl. She'll be with me. I'll fall asleep with her. Wake back up. Go on the joint. Fall asleep. Like, it was just a fucking hassle and then like at the end i went tone deaf so i missed certain little cues and the okay. mix that like later i picked up on and i just wasn't satisfied so we put it out we had it out for a year that's where the song called satin jackets come from mm -hmm. so, i was gonna ask you about that song actually that was so i'm glad you mentioned that, that we'll, we'll circle back i'll yeah, let you finish your that's uh, on that's on avant-garde yeah so that was all a part of the story and shit like that and then um we took it down a year later and this is where gallery comes because like i had wrote a trilogy so it was avant-garde and then these other two projects you feel me ghetto couture master of colors so these didn't see the light yet you feel me but mm -hmm. this was like the trilogy that i i was working on so this is where you get gallery from you get cafe from um like those because I didn't put out the ghetto couture yet. Okay. You feel me? So this All is right. where yeah, that makes the sense. side right. projects come from. But yeah. they actually was like full main projects. Right. right. You put the work in. It's it's basically a project. Right. Full. So when I dropped gallery, that was just to get back to this. But I didn't know like how good gallery was until I found out the success of it. So that's interesting that you're that saying like these are all like really side projects. That's crazy that you yeah. really just said that. Oh yeah. shit. Like, like facts. Even like to this day, like aesthetic raps is like a side project to like the C word. Like it's not it oh, wasn't shit. the That's crazy. It's just to get back on track, but then they end up being like full full on, full fledged. Yeah, full fledged. But it helps because my full projects be very like detailed with like all this other extra layers and these projects help me just be fluent in music. Yeah. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like that. Yeah. So, yeah. So do you go back and you're like, you know, I could really turn this into something like for aesthetics raps, for instance, like you just released that. Yeah. So you, you had that, but you were like, you know, I could, if I just do this or do that, you know, cause after you said yourself, like sometimes you go tone deaf. So like, you'll, you'll come back to a project and be like, let's fix this up. I could release this. Yeah. Okay. So, at that time, it was like that um, because I was so driven on this creating this right. narrative uh -huh. of a storyline. Because I basically it was just like concept mm -hmm. albums, and I really wanted to stick to that, you know, because I wanted to like like the weekend right like, trilogy. Oh like, yeah. man, trilogy. You feel me? <laughs> One like, of my that shit was like how it sequenced, or like yeah. how Kendrick Lamar albums. Like I was aiming at albums like that. Like well, I was, that's, yeah, yeah, I was good. trying like wow. aiming at that. So with like gallery gallery was a collection of songs that was like um on the side mm -hmm. like pata like mitch told me to put it out i didn't think nothing of this really yeah. that's that's surprising yeah. what yo bro I that's crazy <laughs> yo honestly like west gave me the song because we was in atlanta when i was like my first time in atlanta like 2014 and like we was riding around and shit and um we he played me some beats and he was like yo um, right to this So I wrote to it And then he was supposed to write He never did So I had this song for a minute I recorded it 
And then it was sitting for like a year. And then like Mitch was like, yo, put it out. And I'm like, all right, I put it on my a SoundCloud. A year? Yeah. Damn, son. Like I did it probably like 2014. I dropped it 2015 because I dropped the video 2016. So yeah, it was just sitting. He like, yo, put that joint out. So then like the other songs, like after a while, Gallery became like more of a thing. Even like the magazine mm, yeah. was for Ghetto Couture. But that was why I couldn't drop Ghetto Couture because I didn't know how to put out a magazine. Right. But I was trying to way back then. Like, I was like, that's like 2015 when I started figuring out what I wanted to do. And it just took me longer to execute. But it was mm. like, I see what Virgil doing. Yeah. Or I see, like, the cross-emergence of, like, like hip-hop and fashion and high designer. Like, that's where the whole Ghetto Couture even come from, like... The fact that, like, I'm this black kid that, like, live in the hood, but then, like, and I come from a real place, but outside of just the smarts that I learned from this place, I'm into, like, fucking coffee tables, and, like, I'm into, like, in Dulemeester and, like, oh, okay. fucking, yeah. you know, like, different fashion senses and, right. like, different periods of time, like, art history, shit like that, so it's, like, that's like the juxtaposition, and that's where these fast. That's where high designer is going because they understand like black people buy things. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it's like yeah. we take. That's why they taking streetwear and they like because they know this is. They feel like this is what's going to draw people in. You know what I mean? So at the time, I was trying to like articulate that into like different mediums and shit. So that's why Gallery got the magazine, and then Cafe was like full on. That was different. Okay, but like gallery and then aesthetic raps, that was like I got a bunch of songs that's not going on the main album, and I want to drop something now. That's good though, but I I mean the fact that you have like the quality that you have just Mm -hmm. sitting around is pretty incredible to me. Appreciate that. Yeah, that's wild. The fact that Pat was just sitting there, you just yeah, that's that's like when you think of Buffalo hip hop, that's like one of those songs (laughs) that just pops in your head. Shout out to Derringer too. That's Um, crazy. Yeah, that that was. That was an early, ooh, my bad. That was an early Derringer beat. That was early for just Griselda, period. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That that joint was just early for like everything. And then we shot the video. The video is that video is yeah, hard video too. Shout out awesome. Flywalker, he's in there. Another yeah. shout out for my boy. Facts. And I feel like no one was really doing that back then. There wasn't yeah. a lot of that going on. Yeah, facts, man. And that like even that like that whole video was because like I was peeping what Virgil was doing. Yeah. And I was, it was like a calling card to Virgil. Like, bro, I get what you're doing. Because it was like, at that time, Off-White was just becoming a thing. Yeah. But it didn't it didn't take, like, people didn't take, it was graphical. Mm. It wasn't, they didn't pay attention to the silhouettes yet. They didn't pay yeah. attention to, like, the actual artistry. And it was just, like, graphical coolness. But at that time, I'm like, yo, this dude is, like, doing some crazy shit, like, and I kept just peeping it, and I didn't understand why. But I would just catch things early. Like, when he did them flannels, I figured out that this he bought them from rugby. And I don't know how. I just stumbled mm. across that. And he, like, went to rugby and bought the whole stock of – Now, this is the thing. I thought it was, like, 50, like 100 or 500 flannels. Like, he bought the whole stock That's in America. That's crazy. What? Shit. Yeah, like, the because rugby was going out of business. Yeah. yeah. So he found – the he found them and he bought so I thought it was like a light and he bought right. it and he flexed. That's so he crazy. bought the whole joints and printed the Pyrex on them. 
And you gotta think, bro. If you buy them joints at fifty bucks. I'm just thinking estimate roughly. The highest he paid was fifty per flannel. Which if he bought that much, he didn't pay that much. Yeah. But oh, for we'll sure just not. say fifty dollars. <clears throat> yeah. Even with shipping and packaging and all that, it might be twenty. You could say seventy. You can even cap it at a hundred dollars at the cost to make the garment. Mm-hmm. Yo, he sold them at five fifty, and they sold out. That's crazy, dude. So if crazy you have flip. that, like five fifty, y'all seen how many like Pyrex long flannels it was? Yeah, yeah. bruh, five fifty per. That shit is a. I'm just like, and I when I seen it, I'm like, yeah, what the fuck? And then two years later, he makes a rug, and is the comment is like that thought, like did Virgil. Uh, it's on his page too And the carpet says Like did Virgil Like buy Polo rugby flannels And upcharge them 500% I'm just like <laughs> I Like what the hell And it was so many Cues that I was catching That's why I did that With the video mm. And just to like Expose like Buffalo too Like Yeah we, That's why yeah. I put like Flywalker in there And like You know All them people in there It was like Strategic that I showed Like these people I felt like they all represented something in their own aspect. Like my homie, right. you know, Deuce, he played basketball overseas. And then, like, you know, Flywalker dancing, Tris mm. with the fashion. So, you know, as with the music. So I felt like it was important to represent that. And I was early on, too. Yeah. Facts. Um, <clears throat> so my question, you mentioned Westside Gun a lot in Griselda. How did you link up with them? Um, Shit. West, uh... Shit, Wes, how the fuck? I think, oh, Wes dropped a CD to Skis. And um, Skis called me one day like, bruh, I don't know who this nigga is. But <laughs> <laughs> at the time, we like cocky as hell. So I'm like, how raw is he? He like, man, this nigga raw. I'm like, how raw? Like, is... And I'm like, he like, nigga, just listen. So I played it and I was listening. I'm like. And then there's this one song um, where they use the, uh, this Kanye sample. And it's like, uh, what the fuck is that shit? It's something, something, but it's like, I killed the Hermes store. Somebody praised me. Some oh, shit like that. that yeah. Like, yeah. I forgot how I go right now because I'm high. But Jesus, I heard that. And I'm just like, why did I think it is? <laughs> so then I tweeted the man like, yo, your shit fire. He like, yo, bro, fuck with you too. Like, I know who you are. So I'm like, word, that's hard. So then like a couple months go by. And then my cousin Monk moved to Atlanta. And then him and Monk meet up. And then like Monk just hitting me like. While I'm just catching up with him, like, yo, this nigga West, like, he a cool dude. And every time, like, we would tap in, like, he would just tell me another, like, yo, I don't know who this nigga really is, but this nigga is, like, different. Like, West was always, like, connected since I first met him. Like, he was always, like, connected, and he would say the most outlandish shit and really go do it. Like, even then, like, he would say, I'm about to go cop this, or I'm about to pull up in this, or I know this person, and he really know him. And it'd be like, even back then, it was like, who the fuck are you, bro? <laughs> like, what the fuck? So we just kicking it. Then he came to Buffalo. The first time we linked. The second time he came to my crib, we recorded Satin Jackets. And then after that, I went to Atlanta. That's when I got Pata. And when I went to Atlanta, we just kicking it the whole time. And then every time I go to Atlanta, I leak with him. And then... 
that was like 2014, 2015. That's when like we, I started traveling a lot, and yeah. he would just be in the same city as me, and we would just pull up together. Like, shit, I'm in New York. I might put up on Instagram or something. He would just hit me like, Yo, I'm out here, link up, or like I'm in Texas. Like, so he pull up. I'm in Texas. Or I'm in L.A. Like, I'm in L.A. So we shit. just kept linking <laughs> in different places and shit. And then after that, it was just like we just like was kicking it to me on the road. And then like we just meet up places. We go on the South by Southwest together. And then yeah, man, just hey, since then he's just been a big homie. Work. Yeah, nice. Um, so my next question was going to be, you mentioned Minister Arizona also. I just want to get all these out yeah, the way before I lose my uh, train of thought. You guys have, um, what's Club Arizona Records? Is that your own label? Yeah. Shout out to Minister Arizona. You feel me? That's the home team, Club Arizona Records. Uh, Mitch Arizona started that. Um, he's like the head producer. I mean, we got Camouflage Monk. We got OG Soul, um, that produces, but, uh, Mitch is like, kind of like the heart of the group and shit so it was just like it just made sense to like you know start it in club arizona it just was like a, that's a hard record label yeah, name that's a hard name yeah, it's just you know it's a vibe of itself so yeah club arizona man uh shit drop dead is on there this is uh artist this girl named uh drop dead she's fire you know so it's ill man crafting like a sound it's more like a sound like that he building more than just a record label for record label sakes is more like to to home a sound. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when you come to Club Arizona, it's a certain sound that you're going to come for. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Facts. That's the home team. You got a follow-up question before I dive into any more no, questions? No, no. Go for it. just for, been rolling. Nah, yeah, yeah, I, that's yeah, close the deal in Arizona. I was just as curious, actually, nah, about that. Yeah, I worked. Out to the team. Um, so, so. so also, you know Haji. How... Is he? Man, how do you? That's my best friend. That's really? Like, yeah, that's another one. Um, Haji front. Well, Haji lived in Buffalo um, for a number of years, and he like a very important part in like the story too, because <clears throat> he uh, he lived in Sweet Home, and um, mm-hmm. if you're from Buffalo, you know about Sweet Home, right? Yeah. So he was kind of like one of like the he was like one of the original people from Sweet Home to like really coin that and put that on the map of buffalo in a sense as as a you know as a teenager in high school and shit he uh he was just very influential just from you know he had all the sweet home homies so this is where yeah. hitch bernie come into play um on the sports level like karan briggs my homie deuce uh who else like all the looney acres kids that's all sweet home so like that come under the lineage of haji and he just was like my little homie, I met him on some random shit, and then once we met, we just was like, it was like, from the first day we met, it was just like, oh, this is my man's, and ever since then, it was like, that's always been my brother, and um, we used to just go hard with the sneakers, like, he was the first person in Buffalo with Yeezys, like, really? facts, 2006, and he paid 700 for the first Nike Yeezys to, to the first Yeezys that ever come out, the Zen Gray shit. Oh, shit. Wow. 700. 700. He was 16. Seven, oh, shit. 700. That's a- 16, man. He did that. And then, yeah, ever since then, man, you know, along his journey, you know, he moved out of out of Buffalo um, around, like, 09. So then, like, but we just always stayed no matter what. And then... He was always on his grind. 
And shit, anytime we out of town, and, like, and same shit, I might be in New York. Like, now he's stationed in New York. But, like, you know, before, like, I'll be in L.A. He might be in L.A. Or random places, I'll pull up, he there. Yeah. Or he, you know. So, like, that's, like, one of my closest friends. Yeah. So, my follow-up question. Mm-hmm. Is there a Haji film directed Esco video coming? Can we get that? Like, what's what's the, what's the Okay, what's so, low-key, low-key, um, there is, like, I want to say two short or like two or three little short Instagram videos directed <laughs> by Haji and okay. shit. Um, that's that's out. Um, I'm gonna put them back out in October. I'm gonna put them on YouTube and shit. But uh, yeah, it's gonna come. You know, like because like we friends, like that's easy. But we want to yeah. make it right. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the first joint, we want to make it. You know. Right, and like we go to each other for like a bunch of other shit, you know what I mean? Like, that's just my brother. Like, out of everybody, you know, outside of like Mitch and, and Skis, like Haji is like one of the closest people to me. So, um, it's more so like when the time is right, it's gonna come because we want to make sure like when it happens, like the world know it happened. Yeah. I don't want to just do it and it's like. You know, I want to make sure that it's, it hit the level and the everything. Yeah, you know, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and when that time come, oh, my God. I'm going to just tell you right now. Like, I'm still aiming to have the best videos ever. Like, and I got a lot of competition and a lot of, like, I got a lot of work to do. Yeah. But I really want to, like, be one of them, like. You feel me? I gotta win like a Vanguard award or something for videos. <laughs> nice. Like that'd been, be hard, yeah. You feel yeah. me? Like even like my videos that's out, like they don't get a lot of traction, but like the subtleness in my videos, bro, is like if you watch like six video when I shot it in Toronto, it's like the subtleness in that video is just like crazy. And then even with the video we did, uh, with Chanel starring in it, um, the video called Alone. It's like with all the cars and shit. That shit was like two million dollars worth of cars. Like probably over two. It was a fucking nineteen sixty uh Rolls Royce. It's crazy. Not even a phantom. It was a cloud. That Rolls Royce <laughs> was probably worth that shit was worth yeah, that, that shit was probably Rolls like two itself. Yeah. yeah. Feel me? And it was from it was imported because it was the steering wheel on the right. Yeah. Shit. Our, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, That's you know, crazy. But uh we got work to do, so it's cool. Shit, <laughs> I'm excited for it. Yeah, you got a question before I keep going? I mean, you I'm th- we're throwing out a lot. I know. I just want to make sure cool. I'm not. Yeah. I, it's just a quick question. So you film this video with, with these expensive cars, nice things. But do you? What is what is the deal? What have you done in L.A.? I'm so curious about your L.A. adventures. Yeah, L.A. Esco is like a whole all, different LA entity. L.A. Esco is one of my favorite songs by you, number one. And yeah. I like the skit at the end, which we'll get to. But I want to know, what is L.A. like? What are you doing in L.A.? <laughs> Yo, L.A. is different. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. L.A. is... I'm a different person yeah. in L.A. Yeah, L.A. is... I don't know. And I went out there the first time and I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. Like, mm-hmm. I'm an East Coast kid. So mm-hmm. I'm like, man, fuck LA. Like, right. <laughs> like, it was just like, it was fire. I just didn't care for it. Mm, and then I yeah. went and I was just like, yo, it was like peace. And every time I would go, I would just like, oh my God, it was just like these mm. adventures that is just like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> I can tell you, uh, I think the coolest shit, I mean, I did a lot of cool shit, but one of the coolest things that I did was um, one time, because my sister lived in L.A. Oh, okay. Um, But that that wasn't initially why I went mm. out there 
um, to go see her while she was in college. And mm-hmm. then also, um, I had some friends that had moved out there. So I went to go visit. So it was like mm-hmm. perfect. My sister went to like Santa Barbara. So oh, okay. two hours yeah. So um, driving up the, the, the Pacific Coast Highway, mm-hmm. it's like literally like the ocean is on one side mm-hmm. and then the mountains is on the other. Oh, wow. And That's I had nice. this little, like nice little whip and I was just driving, like listening to like Rick Ross and shit, just like blowing it in. Like <laughs> I was riding through uh, this field, bro. And it was like a cherry, I mean, a strawberry field. Oh, that's crazy. And like the whole air smelled like strawberries. Ooh. I'm like, what the fuck? This shit was so <laughs> crazy. I'm just like, wow, this is like some dream shit. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And like, I think the other illest shit was performing out there. All right. Um, yeah, fucking, I had went out there, like, shout out to Wes again, because, like, I literally was just going. I know they, they was on tour, so I'm like, yo, I'm going to pull up on y'all in L.A., um, and there was some other shit going on then, too, so I flew to L.A., and it was crazy, because I had a pop-up the day before, so I get there, and, like, I fucking uh, get there mad late, and Wes text me, like, just randomly, like, are you in L.A.? I'm like, yeah, I had just put my bags on. He like, yo, um, you want to perform tonight? I'm like, shit, bet. He like, <laughs> pull up to the uh, joint, so I just, right off the plane, just go, same clothes, everything, oh, just go right to the joint, feel me, had some weed from the, like, I had some weed that I brought, and then fucking went straight to the venue, performed, like, as soon as I got there, just, that shit was crazy as fuck. And the, the crazier part was when I got on stage and I started rapping Albright Knox. They knew who the fuck. Uh, I was like, what the fuck? I almost crazy. fucked up my words because I'm like, yo, how the fuck? But I, I forgot. Like, okay, yeah, people do know who I am. Yeah. But I forget that. So I'm like, wow. these Like, I'm in yeah, LA, LA and they know yeah, it's different a sold cults. out crowd and they know my words and then like people didn't know what I looked like. So oh, okay. it was dope to like for people to see like oh shit that's him, yeah. you know what I mean. So it was just like wow that's dope. But yeah, L.A. is wavy. We always in Sun Floor. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And it's just like L.A. is just. I encourage everybody to go to L.A. Like at least someday. Once. So you gotta there. go, bro. That shit. And it, it's not you know it's not that expensive. Depending on how you do it, it's not like it's affordable. You know what I mean? Cause, mm-hmm. Like it's it's really affordable, and um, on top of that, it's just an experience. Mm-hmm. Like aside from like the glitz and the glamour of it, just the space that you have from like it's the world. It feel like trees is nice, like the weather is nice, like dress. It feel like you dress better out mm-hmm. there, like the weed, of course, like the ocean. It's right. just like yeah. a different like place, especially growing up in Buffalo. And never seen right. like big trees. Never seen, yeah. never seen all this other shit. So it was like that shit wavy. So I encourage everybody. LA Esco video is actually about to drop. Oh shit. Right. It's about to drop. Um fucking you know what's crazy? I can tell you this. The same day I shot LA Esco, I got a call from a homie and he asked me, then uh did I have a camera? And it was me and my, my cousin Kanye. Mm-hmm. And Kanye was shooting a video. Now, he only had one pass. So I had to, I, I was player. I had to okay. decline because it's only one pass. It's two of us. Right. Yeah. But he hit me to shoot 03 Greedo like last show. Really? Oh, yeah. Because he was doing like some uh, red carpet shit. Hmm. And um, he was like, yo. But I'm like, yo, I'm shooting this video. Like, and this is his last day. Like, I got to get this video done. 
You that's know, crazy. so it's just like, yeah. Shout that's out to crazy. OG Greedo, though. Oh, shit. Yeah. That is crazy. Is it uh, <laughs> is it true that you walked into the Rick store with Rick's on and they ain't never seen that color Rick before? Is that a true story? It's a very true story. Um, Yeah. I, uh, I, Rick, like, the store is actually not too far from where my homie lives, so I just mm. be walking around the neighborhood and shit, and... um. Yeah, I went there. I had uh, I had some a pair of rakes on, and um, I had went there to ask them how to clean them, and I was just looking at some stuff, trying on some stuff, and um, I had a conversation with one of the uh, people that worked there, and I asked him like, "Yo, you know, do you have any recommendations on how to clean these joints?" And he like uh, he started telling me like he they don't really know, which is like weird but the way this the fabric is it's like i might have to just get them dry clean or something really i don't even know what the like because they're like an army green so like you can see like when water spills on them yeah. they leave a stain so it's like it don't matter because they rick so it's like whatever but um he was like i really don't know you could try like soaking them he was telling me different methods and he was like honestly like when you walked in here we was all looking at you like he was like, I don't even know what to properly tell you because I never seen them. <laughs> he was like, I never seen that color. He was like, I like. He was like, um, when you walked in, we was all looking at each other like, I never seen that color in person. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, that it was just crazy. like, yeah, that shit was funny as hell because I'm like, damn, that's wild. Like, I never seen nobody with that color either, and it's hard to Google it. Like, it's only like one picture up. But when I walked in there, and it was like, yo. You can't like it's not like we don't know where right. that shoe is. We can't find it. Like that shit was like super rare. I'm just like, wow, okay. That's crazy. Facts. Lasco. Lasco is a whole true story. Like Lasco. And then if you listen to Function, that's actually one of my favorite songs. Function is the story about that same trip. Really? Yeah. Facts. Hell oh, shit. Yeah. Cause that whole trip was crazy. Like that whole seven days I was there. That was like the litest fucking that was one of the litest like every day was just like i can't believe this shit is just lit like, shit yeah, yeah shit was crazy man shout out to that's crazy. uh you mentioned ricks a lot is that is that heavy influence for you or is that your favorite brand or is it just like that's my favorite that's one of my favorite brands really yeah that's just one of my favorite i would say just like okay i would say this it's one of my favorite things to wear Mm-hmm. You feel me? I got favorite brands that like I like the brand of it. Yeah, right. Kith is a fire brand. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Um, or like Lacoste or fucking you know is Rick is a dope brand. I don't like everything, but I fuck with Rick as a designer and I love his clothes. Like the clothes that I could wear, them shits is fire. You know, Rick is just mad comfortable. I feel like it's for like sophisticated hood niggas. I'd agree to that. I would, yeah. yeah Especially man. those, uh, the green joints that you got. Like, right. those, those are hard. Those are still. Luxury sophistication. Ghetto Couture. That shows it still. Shout out to uh, the shorty I was dealing with at the time that found them for me. Because, woo, she fucking, she don't know what she did. Like, I got so many compliments <laughs> for, like, three years straight wearing them shit. I was, like, neck breakers. To the point where, like, I knew if I wear these, people was going to stop, like, <laughs> I just seen old people like ask me like, "Is there something wrong with your feet?" <laughs> like all type of shit. Like man, what the fuck? Like all type of shit. But yeah, them shoes is fire. 
Yeah. Did I cut you off from my question? No, no, go ahead. All right. Um, so a Billy Esco show. Me and uh, Joseph here are both big fans. You bring yeah. a lot of energy. Bring a lot of energy. What uh, what goes inside? What is your like thought process when you touch the stage? Is it really just energy, or is it just like, yo, let me just be my swagged out self? Because like you, you flow. But it's also just like the energy level is crazy. Like people know every word. Like I know me and Apollo and Max and everybody. Yeah. Like you do Pata, we're yeah. going crazy. Yeah. So what what is that like? Um, that shit come from like uh real like trying to put on real showmanship. You know that that's like combining like the level of energy to match like the level of MC and like the actual technicality and like rapping yeah mixed with like musicianship you know like whether i have a live band or a dj playing with the different like textures and the, then like being on stage and like occupying the space and like being an entertainer for the crowd so it's like all of that when it comes to my shows like i am very calculated with like you know that and just trying to put on like a good show so it's like when i'm doing that shit like i'm very conscious of like exactly like what that's why like i ask people like yo, how was that joint and i'll be serious like because like everybody like yo, that shit is lit and it's like i do know it's lit but i want to always be better and like i want to make sure that like i really occupy a full show you know what mm-hmm. i mean so like i want to make people feel like a whole like experience because like i went to a lot of concerts during like my travels and shit like mm-hmm. probably like 70 and like I used to, I went to like fucking the, one of the best shows I ever went to was like Yeezus. And like that shit was like fucking like when I'm able to do shit like that, where it's like we got lights and pyros and smoke machines and then we got special effects and then we could build stages and shit. I'm taking this shit to a whole nother level. Like That's I'm crazy. going crazy, bro. Cause like I've been wanting to do that shit like yeah. a long time ago. Like building actual stages, and so I'm working with what I got right now, and that's why I put so much into the show because it's like the energy. Plus, I like getting lit. Like, mm-hmm. should be fucking yeah. lit. Like Travis Scott shows was crazy. Like when he did Days Before Rodeo, that, that tour was nuts. the greatest yeah. concert I've ever been to in my life. I can honestly say that. Outside of Yeezus and Watch the Throne, that shit was like, yo, the energy level was so. Crazy! I come. Did you go to the one in Buffalo at the Town Ballroom? Yes, yes. Uh, I joined. I always tell people, yo, like that show. That was probably one of my favorite shows I've ever been Pure to. Pure anarchy. And he bought Birdman out in Buffalo. And, and, you know and Young crazy? Thug, Metro Boomin was yo, there. You know, yeah. it's crazy. Like it's funny because like I don't trap or nothing. But uh, I sold fucking Metro Boomin some weed. <laughs> like my homie, my homie knew his homie that was on tour and him. Shout out my boy Jig, and they needed some weed and shit. Yeah. And my boy was from the city. He didn't know nobody else that was like you know he could trust yeah. with that. So I'm like, alright, but I got you, bro. Just went to the concert. I was already going, so I'm like, yeah, I got you, bro. I just picked up my own. It's like, huh, I bring it to you. That's crazy. That is nuts, like seeing Chase, like, oh, what's up, bro? My name Chase too. Like, I see y'all, and then I just went in. Concert. <laughs> shit was like That's that crazy. shit was crazy, bro. I couldn't believe like the energy level of that show and like going back and forth. That was wild. So yeah, um, just combining all that, man. Seeing all these like great performers, great shows, combining what I learned, and then just like not trying to be awkward on stage. Yeah. You know what I mean? And 
having fun, you know, and making people feel comfortable to have fun. A lot of that be to like make people feel comfortable. Feel me? So yeah. Come to a Billy Esco show. That Go to a Billy Esco show if you haven't. Um, so I'm glad you mentioned that Metro Blooming story because this segues into a question that I had that I'll just bring up now. You, as as a Buffalo rapper, you're one of the only people I know who can just like say a story or say a line. I'm just like, yo, I Billy really did that shit. Like, uh, <laughs> like you sent out a tweet one day and it was like, yo, I just got invited to Drake's pool party or something, but I'm in, like, I'm chilling or whatever. I was like, yo. I was like, anybody else would have been on the fucking road going. I'm like, this yeah, nigga's man. just sitting at home, just chilling. Yo, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. Shout out to my homegirl who uh, gave me the... It's funny because my other homie, uh, one of my homies from Buffalo, he's just like a real cool... This He's an ill dude. And he was up there and he met a girl that invited him to the same joint. So I knew it was legit, but I was just like, man, that shit fire. I'm chilling. <laughs> I'm chilling. I'm like, let me tweet this, though. I just really got invited to this dude party and like at his crib, though. And it was like, oh, I'm just going to stay at the telly. That's crazy, yo. Anybody else really would have just been gone. Just yeah, no, out. That's, a fact. that's one then, thing. Uh, I've been to a lot of random things. And like, you feel me? Like, ah, yeah, just a lot of random shit. Like, I'm at Dizza at like Wale Crib. Like, really? Yeah, LA. Mm. At like a random party and like that my cousin just invited me to. Shit. Or like, you know, yeah, like seeing Rock like just pulling up on Rocky and so That was actually my next question. That was or my next reference. How did the, how did that happen? Um, just mutual friends and like, you know, of course like Haji and shit and just like, you know, that's it's like it's funny because we from Buffalo. Yeah. But then, like, once you crack that third wall, it's like, wow. We got mad things in common. And, like, you probably know somebody I know. So then yeah. once that third wall breaks, it's like, oh, you cool, too. So I seen him in Soho. Um, we just mobbing out for a little bit. Um, Later that day, kicked it out of his crib. And then, like, I seen him in L.A. and shit. And that's where that video came from. Oh, really? I was on a, yeah, on Instagram and shit. I was at dinner, and then he just pulled up and shit. It was like, cause like the people that I was at dinner with was like people that worked for him and shit, mm-hmm. like crashing on him. So yeah, it was just like cool and shit. Like, oh, that's the homie. And like, mm-hmm. then you see like, all right, you see why people fuck with him, but then you see the human and like the human in him. Like, all right, this nigga's a regular nigga, but I can understand like, all right, the difference is he business. Yeah. Yeah. Bunch of business. That's all. You know what I mean? Uh, I just got a couple more questions. We've been we've been talking. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's cool. Keep going. Um, you talked about this third wall. Mm-hmm. You've you've certainly broken it. Do you think it's it's getting easier for Buffalo artists to break it, or do you think someone else will be able to break it soon, or what do you think? Um All right, so it's breaking. And I think that like with okay, so it's like this. Griselda mm-hmm. broke mm-hmm. down the wall, right? Mm-hmm. They made people know it's some motherfuckers from Buffalo here. The thing about it is, all right, now what's to come from the wall being broken down? Now we got to build our own infrastructure so that, like, because now it's even playing field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now we got to build because we could bust through and some people could get through or whatever, but... It's like, all right, we just like the wall's broken. So now, let's build our own shit. 
Yeah. With the, you know what I mean? So. I think that, I mean, I go back and forth with this all the time, but with the people who broke down, like Griselda, they're still not being taken on a mass level as oh, yeah, seriously. Yeah. Like Shannon Sharp, just a couple of weeks ago, made the comment about Buffalo rappers, and <laughs> yeah. like they yeah. all responded. And I was like, yeah, so people still aren't trying that to take funny. us seriously. Now, that's funny because how ironic as Shannon Sharp making a right. joke about a player coming to Buffalo and him rapping and then making this shit saying, who knows about Buffalo rappers? Simultaneously, Benny just signed a deal with Jay-Z, the biggest rapper. So it's crazy that that's how the world right. responds. Right. It's like, no. you know what I mean? So now it's just like, all right, but they only know about them. That's the advantage. Like, they only know about three artists from Buffalo. It's mad artists from Buffalo in different genres. No. Now, the biggest thing, like, what I'm trying to just do and make sure happens is that what comes next is the wave of Buffalo. Like, mm-hmm. now, the OGs broke the, you know, the, the wall down. So now, as we step through, we got to make sure that we step through as a whole. Yeah. So it's not left out. So now, the story get told. It's not just hip-hop that was taken over by Buffalo. It's music. Right. Like, we got the opportunity to literally take over music for the next couple years. Like, we could literally be, like, fucking in history. Yeah. Like, they're already in history. Like, when it's all said and done... They're going to be looked at as like, bro, that's another, like how they do documentaries and they got to pinpoint the different movements. Yeah. That shit is going to be a part of that documentary. So now we got the opportunity to make it where, bro, we changed the sound of music. Like you got kids that want to be from like kids from Buffalo. You know what I mean? Like Freak the Mighty. Who's to say they can't be like, bro. In fact, they call themselves a boy band. That rap. That's ill. And they could perform, and they could make songs, bro. They could rival who? Let's just say Brockhampton. Yeah. Then you got Hitch Bernie, and uh, fucking True V, man, Cardi and fucking Uzi. Then you got like Ooze Gang. You feel me? That skate and gang skate like, bro. That I don't even know the. I couldn't even compare them, but it's just like everybody got a pocket that right. they could fill. Yeah. That is already being pushed in the game. Like, it's already artists like A Boogie, but then you got an artist like fucking Ace Frio, or you got an artist like Origino, or you got a, you know what I mean? Like, you yeah. got artists like Young World. So it's like, Tim, we got, we got R&B, we got Miles B. Yeah, we Miles got Open B. Season. Right, yeah. You know, we got LA. So it's like, bro, whoever wanted, we got it. So now yeah. it's like, if we can articulate that shit, bro, we could. Man, we could look like fucking genius. City could definitely be on People that. could be making money, man. That's <laughs> you it. You feel me? Um, so my follow-up question to that is, do you think for a period of time that that wall was kind of only staying up because venues weren't supporting hip-hop acts? Um, It's more than just that. It's uh that, too. Um, On the home front, it was venues not supporting that. And because of that, the culture couldn't come together faster. So... This shit been going on, but we just haven't known because we didn't all know each other. You know what I mean? So now that we know each other, we know what's going on. So the venues that didn't allow that, 
slowed down the process. Like the only thing that's happening with the venues here is they slowing down the process. Buffalo is slowing down the process. That's why I call it the hyperbolic time chamber. Cause it's like a slow time. Like this shit, you go out of town and it's like three days faster than what's going on here. Now on the outside, we lack knowledge. And that's what we're starting to learn. You know, with the internet coming and it being bigger mm. and then we getting real life examples and representations now we know what the fuck we got to do but prior to that we didn't have the knowledge so you know all these people that was getting on they didn't share the secrets and being from buffalo you don't know that you need a press kit to go send to a pr to get your shit somewhere or you know to go research bloggers instagrams and get the email and you know hit them mm. up yourself for like how to go about publishing some shit you know, how to get placements. So that information wasn't really available to us, and it wasn't that many people that was making it outside of Buffalo. Now you got people like Haji and Wes and T. Jizzle and me and other people that, like, can spread this information. But before, it wasn't there. So it took a process and a time. Um, and it was some people that was holding information because they was trying to hold on to their position. But at this point, it just took time for people to catch up. People wasn't traveling, so people would stay here. You only learn what you know around you. So yeah. it's just like, it took time, but now that you know, now it's like, all right, pay attention to what's going on. Boss up. Really handle this shit like a business. It's about artistry, but make sure your business right. Because that's what it's about. Because you can make more out of it. Because people trying to make million dollars out of this. And they got to be tangible with that. Like, how you really going to make a million dollars? So you got to know how the fuck you even, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, man, we in the light. That's what I'm saying. It's like the ground is clear, and now it's time. We got the plans. We building a blueprint after that. Man, we go get the resources, and that's from traveling, spreading the, the knowledge and spreading the image and taking little kids and taking it across America and taking it across the world. Take your trips and represent the city, and then after that, we bring the resources back and we build. And then that's how we build this infrastructure. That's ours and shit like that. That's a good-ass answer. Yeah. yeah. That's a very good-ass yeah. answer. Appreciate that. a lot there. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned some names. Obviously, I, I, you're a fan of Freak the Mighty. We all, I mean, a lot of people. I mean, I think everybody probably yeah. about a fan of them in some way. But do, who 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 do you, who are you looking at? Buffalo, um, why? Any, any projects you're listening to, like, from Buffalo? Like, anything stick out to you? Um, man, I, I try to listen to everything that come out, um, you know, just to, like, get a feel on what people is doing and shit like that. Honestly, like, uh, man, I'm not gonna lie, I've been stuck on this artist, uh, not from Buffalo, but, like, Larry yeah. June. Okay. So, like, I just been stuck in, like, a Larry June phase. Like, that's all I fucking listen to It's like, Larry June. Like, this dude is, like, this. Where's like, he coming out of? Oh my God! He coming out of San Francisco. This okay. dude is like okay. the second coming of like Don Kennedy and Currency. Okay, combined, but he's, he like, bro. I'm so glad. Like, yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm Dom so Kennedy. glad that y'all haven't heard this because, like, bro, and it's like it's funny because, like, man, somebody need to hire me for marketing because I can talk up a product. But listen, this dude dropped like six projects really? in the course of a year. Oh, wow. Shit. Right. And they all fucking fire. Now, I heard from, it's this joint called Very Peaceful. And mm-hmm. then they go Very Peaceful. And then a girl like Early Bird, fucking Mr. Midnight, 
No, early yeah, early bird, Mr. Midnight, and then it's this last joint called Out the Trunk. And I think I'm missing one too. But bro, every joint is like this progression of just like player shit. It's like, damn nigga, you on fire. Like you see how Benny is on fire right now? Yeah. It's like that. Like oh, he's shit. just like on a Cali wave, but it's like, fuck, this nigga is on. Ah uh, yeah, so it's early bird, Mr. Midnight, out the trunk. The Port of San Francisco. There it go. That was the th- so it go like that. And bruh, I'm telling you, every joint get better. And this last one out the trunk is just. And I've been just listening to that shit, just getting it out the trunk. I've been busting season out the trunk the whole summer. So it's like, it's just crazy. But like I said, I love like when I just hear music that I'm not expecting. You know what I mean? And it's just like, wow, bro, you made this. And a lot of times I like to see them live. Yeah. Because then that's like when I really get to appreciate it. Like, wow, that's how I really got to appreciate Freak the Mighty. And like, uh, even like Lordy. Shout out to Lordy. Mm-hmm. Lordy is fire. I've been like popping up at the shack and he been recording his tape. So I've been seeing him work. Um, but honestly, I'm just proud of everybody, man. I've been listening. I've been looking at people art. You know what people been doing, and you know I'm just proud of everybody for like stepping it up and showing they like creative bones and mm-hmm. just they individuality. Cause it's like, man, we some cool ass kids, man. Yeah. This shit crazy. True. Buffalo was cool. on the up. Yeah, yeah facts, man. So up. I was like, let's take this shit to the world, bro. Cause the world need it. It's facts. The world mm-hmm. need kids like us, man. Facts. Big facts. Um, you got any more questions? You pretty much covered everything yeah, I had just do. through heard, through just, talking, man. Yeah, yeah. which is wild. You hit yeah. everything for me pretty much. Oh, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, so my last question then would be, what's what's next for Billy Esco? What is next for Billy Esco? Um, so shit. Well, in the near future, we got the pop up coming Word. next Saturday at FYP. You feel me? About to do a pop up at FYP. Shout out to my boy Tim. Whole fuck your plug movement. Um, uh, that's October fifth. Then we got this campaign called Red October, um, which we did previously in 2012. So we revamping it, and it's basically just like um, we just releasing content over the course of October. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So, uh, Fifty Cent freestyle video coming. Um. Eliasco video coming. Some new music is coming. Um, volume two dropping in November. Um, so we going right back in with aesthetic raps. Uh, shit. OG Soul about to drop. Um, you know we got a lot from Club Arizona about to come mm-hmm. out. Um, and then season. We got some new season coming soon. Um, you know we had the cafe moving. Oh, that's another thing I do want to say on this joint. Yeah. All right, bam. Cafe and season is two different things. Word. I yeah. I feel like people, people do think it's the same thing. Yes, people but if you pay attention, the Instagram, yeah. I understand the Instagram is cafe season, and I put it. If you look closely, it's cafe. The plus sign and then season is the same as BBC ice cream. Mm-hmm. So cafe is a recreational brand. So it's more so like art. Fashion, merchandise, like, you know, so the clothes is merchandise. So the prodigies, all that, that's like merch. That's like gotcha. cool shit. Season is my men's, like, menswear brand. Gotcha. And then Tris is like the artistic director for that. So that's where that come into right. play. So it's like cafe is like the, cafe is the bigger side. Season is just an opinion on clothes. 
So gotcha. I just wanted to make sure I put that out there. Yeah, yeah you know, clarify for people. Yeah, no, facts, facts. This, I feel definitely like definitely been seeing some hot season pizzas out. Yeah, so. you know, so season, you know, we but we we going, we dripping like we about to draw some more Prada shit for the fall, and then um, well, Prada you for the fall, and Work. then um, cafe. I mean, season. We about to uh get back into the fall uh collection, and then um, next year is a big year for season. Um, season 2020 So we just gearing up for that And then like I said Volume 2 coming out in uh, November And then shit man My birthday And then after that The year's over Damn The year is over Right the year's over That fast I'm not excited for the cold But I'm not either Oh fuck this I'm going back to LA I need to go to LA Listen I wish I could spend my winters in LA Damn, But look bro. at me LA is like y'all gotta go once. I'm talking. We should. We should, man. We'd love yeah. to. The girls, the women is amazing. It's a hot. It's a hot state, man. It's Everybody, a, oh. you don't even need clothes there. They know it. No, you know what? I'm not gonna lie. It do get cold. It does get cold. You said this at the beginning of yeah. LA. It like, does get cold. cold last time yeah. you were in LA. Yo, because last time I went, at that time, I didn't bring no coats. Because I recorded at LA Esco, obviously, in LA. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I was recording Cafe in LA. That's another reason why I kept going. Because I found an engineer out there. So I was traveling back and forth to record. Um, But, uh, yeah, shout out to my boy. Um, my boy Damon I, that did Cafe. And then shout out to my other boy Derek, who engineered, you know, aesthetic raps. He did an amazing job. So, shout out to him. And then, uh, yeah, man, I can't wait for Volume Two. Volume Two is gonna be nasty as mm. fuck. And then we can get back on track. Like, yeah. I really was trying to drop like twelve albums this year. If being, <laughs> if being off track is you dropping aesthetic right. raps, your <laughs> off track is way better than anybody's off track. People be like, "Yeah, I'm off track." Yo. I haven't I haven't posted on Twitter in a month. I'm like, "Yo, Billy, let's go off track." He dropped a project, Yo. like two <laughs> projects. <laughs> Yo, that's so you feel me? I don't know, like, and I, man, listen, I know, but I appreciate. You know how people feel about my music and how people feel about the clothes and mm-hmm. like how people feel. Like I genuinely appreciate that because at a time when no one was even around to even care, like it was just the homies, but mm. there was no culture for it. I was still trying to do this shit. So now that uh, like it's there, it's like it feels way better. Like it's so dope. So I, I really appreciate like all the love and shit like that. And I'm just gonna continue to get better, man. And there's always room for improvement. And I'm just glad that like what I think needs to be improved is like great to somebody. Mm. So now it's like, wow, I can't wait till y'all see me at my like what I, I think my best. Either. I can't honestly. That shit's gonna be crazy. Yeah, fact. So yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so lastly our closing segment is called What Are You Listening To? I was waiting for and <laughs> we'll let you go first then. No, no, I want to hear y'all. I want to hear what you All right. listen to. Max, what are you listening to? Give me a second. Let me grab my phone. Hold on. All right. What let me got? uh let me pull up mine then real quick. What you got? Let's see. Let me uh so of course, Freak the Mighty. Okay. Oh yeah, go on. I've been listening to that. The Golden Age. Uh if you guys don't know who that is, maybe you're not listening from Buffalo. Freak the Mighty, Two Eyes and Mighty, The Golden Age, Hard Project. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially the song The Last Bitch I Ghosted on there With Kane Wave Ooh, I gotta listen to that That shit is fire um, Secondly The Lumineers Max I did listen to your 
I listened to it Did today you know? while I was doing some homework. They released ten videos for that. One really? For each wow, song besides hard. the bonus tracks, and it's all like a movie, basically. Oh shit! I'm gonna have to watch that. That's crazy. Um, and then lastly, actually, this morning I was listening to some Paramore. I got into my little okay. uh mood. Nice. So of course I had to fuck with that, but that's pretty much been my three. Paramore, okay, that's a good, that's a nice. Who is the uh? What was the second one? Uh, the Lumineers. Who is that? So Max actually put me on. He requested. Yeah. He uh, not requested. They're, uh, said this last. They had week. this one song that went mainstream called Ho Hey. It's like an all. It's an alt band. Okay. And I was like, besides that song, and then like this other song named Ophelia. I was like, no, I don't really fuck with them I that think much. I heard that song. Yeah, it was on the radio a lot. Like okay. they're pretty. They're like a mainstream band, but they just dropped this project that they took a ton of time on called. It's just called Three because it's the third album, and every group of three or four songs is is all like um the story of a person who's like battling some form of addiction and it's all mm. the, they're all related so it's like the the woman then her son and then his son mm. so it's like all uh Damn. it's all crazy her daughter then her daughter's son so it's like it's mm. all it's all pretty like pretty good music you can tell they took their time song. and then there's a couple songs there's actually a lot of songs on there i really like but the one song i really like is called jimmy sparks it's like a ballad oh see so i like the song above that my cell oh yeah uh, where he's like it's not bad to be in love whatever like it's just a, yeah. a smooth track that's my joint yeah. but yeah but yeah that's pretty good so I'll have to check that out that's yeah kind of i like to i like to balance but what i'm listening to i definitely didn't listen to any like bands this week besides the Lumineers. it's already mentioned but um, actually, I went back and I listened to a lot of the testing album from ASAP Rocky. Yo, that shit is fire. <laughs> I don't that know is why, fire. but I, I really enjoyed yo, coming back to that album. Yo, that album sounds better with time. Like, yeah. I think shit, it does, yo, too. that album, I listened to it in the gym once, and it was like, yo, yeah. this album is Tony Tone is, is, is a hard song. It can song. sneak up on you. I was yo, like, wow, I'm enjoying yeah. this album way more than I thought I was. Yeah, like, that joint is yeah. fire. That joint is definitely fire. Um, what else? I always have I always have trilogy songs floating around my recently played just because like they're always in my shuffle and mm. I play them all the time. Yeah. So I always suggest it. Um, what else I got on here? I still have a little bit of Monty Booker, but that's okay. that's – that's we've been knowing that, and then like, <laughs> and then like as as uh, as like my bands, I guess I just I don't know I threw in some Pink Floyd to my nice. listening this week. Nice, so. which one? Um, actually, I like Dark Side of the Moon, which is like right. the classic. But um, I've been really fucking with their um, their their white album. What's it called? Like Ooh, White Wall? Yeah, yeah, or Off the Wall. I gotta oh, wait, listen that's a song to that. On that. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I gotta go listen to that. But one. like they'll always come on my shuffle too. Like. Just I don't know why lately it's just been on my shuffle. Nice. They've just been promoting them. Shuffle is nice. Shuffle is shuffle nice. Shuffle is nice. Um, so outside of like Larry June, which I'm like very fascinated over. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go and list that. Yeah, Larry, Larry June's June. Crazy. Yeah, I'm gonna have to type that. Larry in real June quick is crazy. And it's yeah. like you gotta listen to it. Like listen to it in order. I mean, it depends on how you listen to music. I'll like, probably if listen you listen to it, to it like. If you listen to albums, I would oh, say... Oh, shit. This dude... All right, so I've been seeing this Out the Trunk album joint posted on People's Story, yo. like, on uh, Instagram, yo. and I've never, like, actually yo, searched, bro. but now that i found it again, bro, I'm actually yo, gonna have to listen. listen. Like, listen to yo, it from hey. Early Bird, because you'll get the whole, like, build-up. Like, it's really a build-up, because, like, Early Bird was fire, but then Port of San Francisco is a song called Thug For It, and it's, like... Man, that shit is just like a fucking Damn. spiritual. And then like Mr. Midnight is like this vibe. And then out the trunk is like a combination of all of them. It feels like 
the triumph from all of that. So it and he released like, these all pretty like in the same yeah, year. Yeah, this all in the same year. Like he just dropped out the trunk in August, but he dropped the Mr. Midnight in like June, and Cardo is doing most of the beats. Interesting. If what? not all of them. So it's like yeah. slappers on slap. And he dropping game. Oh Damn. my god, he's dropping game. Oh yeah, they so, all like uh thirty minutes long. Yeah, bro. Four it's, it's projects like, basically. Yeah, bro, yeah. that's not bad. That's not bad. Yo, good, good <laughs> ride. Other than that though, um so Brent Fire Eyes. Fire. Okay. Two fire. Like yeah. Brent Fire Eyes is one of the craziest, if not the craziest R and B artists right now. Um um, a lot of fucking thugger. So much fun. Yeah, now, so much fun is a this pretty is thing. Fun. Yeah, I'm yeah. a thug fan, but I'm not like a th- like I'm not yeah. a quintessential thug fan. Yeah. I like what I like from thug. Yeah, but this album, I listen to it. And I'm this like, even like good. surf. At first, I ain't like surf. Then I listen to it. I'm like, yo, this nigga is spitting. Yeah. Like he is fucking rapping. So like this thug album is crazy. And then um. Tsh- yeah, I ain't gonna lie, I'm a dope. Okay, I was listening to Pop Smoke album heavy, I'm not gonna lie. Pop Smoke whole album is I still gotta listen to I that. Still, yeah, the whole say. album is really fine, I'm not gonna hold you. And then, um, man, it's this dude I was watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, <laughs> good movie. Fire Crazy flick. Movie. Fire. Um, random story about that. I bought tickets to that shit, went to the movie, got there late. Like 10, 20 minutes late, sat in a wrong movie theater because they both started at like something 25 yeah so it's one at 725 one at 825 oh, okay so i'm in the 725 thinking it's 825 Uh-oh. missed the whole hour in a mu- movie movie goes off like i catch it an hour in i'm like what the fuck this happened like, <laughs> then yeah. i realized then i was like yo fuck, i just wanted to go see spider-man <laughs> but in that movie is a song called california uh what is it? california dreaming by jose feliciano He's like Spanish artist and like his whole out is this one album called Feliciano. Dude is fucking nasty. Interesting. It's really? Like, yeah, it's like I don't even know how to explain the genre of music, but it's just like and it's like from the seventies or eighties. It's like Word. Yeah, fire. Word. I love like older music. You feel me? Like jazz and like I got like Coltrane on my phone. I got like a lot of Isley brothers. Um fucking Sade, of course, Erica Badu. Yeah. Jill Scott, like, uh, yeah, man, fucking Curtis Mayfield. Um, so I like the and fucking Barry White. That nigga is player. Barry White. Barry White. <laughs> Yo, if you want to learn some player shit, go listen to Barry White. He gonna tell you. He gonna tell you how to tell your girl some of the craziest shit. <laughs> and he just be dead serious in the middle of the song. Like, yo, I'll be like, what? This is fire, bro. Fire. Good tunes, man. Isley Brothers is like another just amazing. Like you heard their name, but like if you listen to their catalog, you'll be like, damn, they made this too, and damn. this. And it's like three samples from like the the biggest hits of, like of your Damn. life yeah. in one of their songs. That's and crazy. Like, Interesting. Yeah, this shit is wild as fuck. Like, but yeah. So, um, yeah, man. But go listen to Larry June. If you're not listening to Aesthetic Raps, go listen to Larry June. I'm not gonna lie. All right. Smart. Yeah, man. Uh, so I'm your one co-host, K Pricks. You can find me everywhere at K Pricks. I'm your other co-host, Max Cambria. You can find me everywhere at Max underscore Cambria. And signing out with us is Billy Esco. Fuck your dress code, motherfucker. Let us in these fucking clubs so we can spend money because <laughs> my outfit is better than yours. And this has been Unwrapped, a rap fashion, a lot of thing podcast. 
coming out of Buffalo. You can find us everywhere at Unwrap Podcast. Um, and you can f- listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Anchor, basically all the big ones. That's all I got. What else we got? Nothing? No, I think that's all. All right. That's it. We'll see you next week, folks.